thing on. Hello, and welcome to DFS Deep Dive. My name is Brian Craighead, and I'll be one of your three hosts. Luke and Mav will be joining me shortly. Needless to say, we are a daily fantasy sports content podcast, and our platform is DraftKings. We will be recurring Friday night, every Friday night at 8 o'clock Eastern, and we're part, proud to be part of the Cut Podcast Network. You can find a lot of written content at thecutffb.com. And on Twitter, you can find us at the Cut FFB. As for me, I do this podcast and also work with four other websites. You can find all of my content at Vandergrad92 on Twitter. So at this point in time, I'd like to introduce both Luke and Mav. Guys, how are y'all doing tonight? Um, just a little warning to everybody. I'm sick. Uh, I've probably been sick like the last few days, so if I look like I'm dying, that's probably why. But other than <laughs> that, um, my name is Maverick. Uh, my Twitter handle is ProtagonistTV underscore, because Protagonist is just taking every variation. But I am a Twitch streamer, so I do game. But on Twitter, I talk a lot about whether you know gaming, a lot about sports, fantasy. I am a Pats fan. A very big game on Sunday, in case y'all didn't know. Um, been a lot of talk about that, so I'm definitely very nervous. It's not even Sunday yet. Yeah, there's pretty much been a lot of talk about that game on Sunday. I'm Lucas Depow. You can find me at Lucas Depow on Twitter. Um, come talk to me about anything football, hockey, Pittsburgh Steelers related. A little frustrating right now, but about to go into Lambeau and get a win this weekend. Feeling confident about that. And uh, we're coming off a good week on here. Um, the lineup it gave out was 184 points, brought home some home league money, and with a 6-0 and week against the spread. So we're hoping for another good week on here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, like you said, we had a pretty good week. Um, I was one game short of perfect. I was 5-1. and one, And for the second straight week, my uh, DraftKings lineup scored again in the 140s. I actually, the week before, I actually doubled my money. This past week, I did not. I needed two more points to actually double up again. But that's okay. We had a good time. And like I said, our platform is DraftKings. There's several things you should know about that. Um, first of all, there's a $50,000 salary cap. You've got to play nine positions with that. You've got one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex. Um, our lineups, like like I mentioned last week, Luke's lineup would be perfect for one of the bigger tournaments. I mean, with that 186, he may have done – like you said, he kind of wished he'd played for a bit more um, more money last week with as good as his lineup was. So I felt like last week he was, he was on one of those bigger lineups. As for me, I typically play the multipliers. Three, um, actually use around 31 people enter, nine people win. And, and also do double-ups, which basically ha- half the field wins. So I, my, my lineups are more geared towards that. Um, another thing you should know is that the um, the Sunday we're – do, we're doing the main slate here. Our Sunday 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. games are not are – not, are going to be all that we're, we're picking. So the Thursday night game will not be in it. Um, last night, of course, the Bengals played the Jags. On Sunday night, we've got Mavs, Patriots – taking on the Bucks, And then on Monday night, what actually one of my favorite games with the witches on the slate is the Chargers and Raiders. I think that'll be a nice high scoring game and really a, a little bit disappointed. It's not part of, part of the main slate, but Hey, things happen. Then in regards to, you know, I always like to give several games to kind of gear towards each week. They've got higher over unders, maybe, maybe some higher implied points. Um, last week, we actually had 13 teams that have had an implied total of 25 or more. On the main slate this week, there's actually only 11, so we got a little bit watered down lineup. Um, but we, we do have several key several key matchups that we're that we're dealing with. And let me let me go ahead and give those to you momentarily. So with that, the big highest over unders we've got um, 51 and a half. The Browns are traveling to the Vikings. At 50 and a half, we got the Cow- Cowboys hosting the Panthers. At 54, you got the Chiefs traveling to Philadelphia. At 54 and a half, you got the Rams hosting the Cards. 
And last but not least, you've got the 49ers um, that are actually hosting the Seahawks. And a couple more teams that you probably should consider, they're actually against teams that aren't expected to score a lot. Unfortunately, Luke and I are Steelers fans, and one of those teams that have a high implied total, not, not against our lower implied total, is the Packers. And the second one to look out for is the Bills. They're, they're hosting the Texans. And I don't know, I've, I've never seen a spread quite this high, but at last look, see, it was 17 points. So it's uh, 17 points against the Texans. Kind of expected a wipeout. But uh, guys, whichever one wants to start, if y'all give us your lineup breakdowns, that'd be awesome. Righty, let me go first. Let me just change this here. Boom, boom, boom. Um, all right, where is my lineup? Uh, this one. I usually do two lineups just to see which one comes out better, but I think this one is probably the best one. So at quarterback, we went with one of the hottest QBs in football right now, Kirk Cousins. Those Vikings should actually be 3-0. and um, We're going to go with them against the Browns. I know Christian's watching somewhere. He probably doesn't like this pick. I'm sorry, bro. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then at running back, I went with somebody I thought was still going to be pretty productive this year. If I can find how much money he is. There we go. Zeke is going to feast on this Carolina defense. At least I think so. Um, this was a very good but yet very cheap option in Cordero Patterson at 4900 We don't know what's going on with Washington defense, so I think Cordero Patterson will continue to feast. He's averaging seven receptions the last two games. Um, didn't even need a well, He had a touchdown in week two and did not need a touchdown in week three to give you 16 points. I think that's pretty solid for 4900 Now at receiver, I went with one, with one of my favorite receivers in Justin Jefferson. He's finally picking it up. Kirk is finally throwing him the ball. At 66, DJ Moore. He's been balling out the last few weeks. Sam Darno is finding the light post Adam Gase. Um, I don't know what's going on with Arizona offense. I continue to pick on that side of the ball, and I'm hoping it's going to work this time around. So at 5,300, I went with not Rondell Moore this time. We're going to go with Christian Kirk, who went off last week and didn't do anything week two. At tight end, I never thought I'd actually pick this player, but we're going to go with Gasicki at 4,000. Jacoby Brissett likes to check it down. And in that process of checking it down, along with Mike Gesicki, we're going to go very cheap again, but very productive. At Jalen Waddle at 4,900. I think he had more receptions than yards or something like that. No, never mind. I lied. He had 13 targets for 58 yards. Never seen anything like that before. I've never seen anybody with 12 catches and 58 yards. <laughs> but we will, we will take that in PPR leagues. Absolutely. And on defense, I still got 4,100. So with this defense at 38, I went with the Saints. They're going up against Danny Derps and the Giants. So I like I, that, Danny I, Derps. <laughs> I think they're going to continue to blitz, and they're going to blitz some more. And Danny's going to derp it up. And I'm expecting this defense to continue to play well. So this is my lineup here with 300 remaining, which allows you to go from Kirk to Dak Prescott if you really wanted to at 6,700. Uh, Zeke at 65 in case you wanted to go. You got Barkley. You got Najee Harris at 68. From Jefferson at 73, you can go Stephon Diggs at 76. Uh, Thielen, McLaurin from DJ Moore. And at 5,600, there's Landry. There's You're not going to go Sutton. You can go Juju Smith-Schuster if you trust Ben's broken shoulder. Like he's, I'm sorry, guys. His, hey, his, hey, leave him alone, man. <laughs> his shoulder is done. You, you just mentioned Jarvis Landry, I believe, right? Yeah, he's injured. I just I, I, I saw his name, then I saw IR. He, he's still on IR, so he's not playing. But then Sutton is like, he's an extra 400 instead of 300, so there's not enough. And then at 52, there's Devontae Parker at 52 if you want to go that route instead of Waddle. But Jarvis, he still saw seven targets. So, like, you know, the it's there if you want to go Jarvis instead of, like, a Waddle. I mean, not Jarvis, uh, Devontae Parker Devontae. instead of uh, Jalen Waddle. Stay, I'd rather pick first and stay with Waddle myself. 
I think Parker's days of uh, being able to take the short pass and going going to the house are not nearly as much as Waddle's. So I'd rather take yeah. the, the, the uh, short dump off to the house kind of thing. Yeah, that works too. All right, so that's my lineup there. My my biggest question: we we have heard of D Hop all week long, all year long for three weeks. Where is he now? That's um, true. He didn't put him in. Yeah, you know, I, I let me. I wanted to be different this week. I, I feel like I needed to be different. I went D Hop the last two weeks. Um, I'm not gonna say he let me down. I'm gonna say Kyler Murray let me down. I had them winning. I had them beating the Jaguars by like 40. They were losing <laughs> seven to 14 in the first half. They they were struggling for about two and a half quarters there. That pick yeah, six that by pick Lawrence six is what changed did it. it. Yeah. And, and, and you want to know who went off? AJ Green. Yeah. And I, Christian and, and Christian Kirk. So that's that's my question of the day right there. We're talking about Arizona receivers. We um, obviously, D hop the top. Well, Jalen yeah. Ra- Jalen Ramsey's probably going to be following that man around, I imagine. And I and I'm yeah. I, I know we're talking DFS. I'm talking more long long term with this question. Who do oh, you okay. having the most targets, most yards, rest of the year in regards to Moore, Green, and Kirk? More green and Kirk. Um, at the at the beginning of the season, I still think you know from the way it's looking now, I think it's still Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, and then whatever AJ Green makes an appearance. I th- I think more. Just as the season goes along, he learns the NFL will just slowly become yeah, the slowly bon- bona fide number two. Yeah, because I believe is Kirk Kirk's contract's got to be coming up, right? I feel like with their drafting him, probably saying. We're gonna let you walk, maybe, but I don't know AJ well, Green's contract. It, it, it also, yeah, I don't know what AJ Green's contract is, so they could easily go D Hop Kirk Rondale. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they would even keep AJ Green over Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk has the yeah with uh, Kyler Murray. What what I'm saying is is like y'all see right now. I you know they're letting Rondale just kind of continue to get continue to get more involved and more familiar with the offense. I think, and AJ Green's going to be faded out. I think over time. Yeah. Being being an Ohio State Buckeye fan, we've known about Rondo Moore for years when he was at Purdue, and absolute we couldn't stop him. Like I don't, I don't think AJ Green is gonna continue to produce like this. I, I would just encourage those players that uh, use Rondo Moore. Don't be overly disappointed. That those kind of get yeah kind of wish are going to happen to rookies. So yeah, My, I had one little thing about Cordell Patterson because you had money left over, correct? Yeah, three hundred. If there was some news report today about Melvin Inger or Melvin Inger, Melvin Gordon dealing with an injury, if he sits, you can play Javante Williams for five k. And he's going to sit. He that that was one thing before we jumped on here tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started doing a a uh, a practice an injury report each week, and Gordon's Gordon's been at least put in a limited practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So okay. I, I still. It, Javante, Javante's not a bad play anyway, irregardless. Right, right. He did have a goal line fumble last week. We'll see if that matters. I think in goal line, Gordon, Gordon will probably have the faith. He, he, he is yeah. the older of the two. That but, was probably his last chance for a while to get up. I and mean, that was at least in a blowout. Didn't really matter. Exactly. And this week, as we all know, they're playing. They're playing the Rams. They're actually four point dogs. So. You know, yeah, I, like if that wasn't like if that if that wasn't something we knew now, then yeah, I would have gone Javante for sure. What well, what about going up one hundred from Waddle to Corey Davis? Uh, I actually did that in my second lineup. Yeah, Corey Davis. You know, we got that revenge game factor. His first game against the Titans. That is very true. He's actually so, one, so that is definitely and, like a good like um, yeah. And the Titans' defense is ugh. so, but it's the Jets also. So yeah, it's Zach Wilson. All you got to do is. Because I think I know Mac Jones is the second most blitz quarterback. I I don't know who the first is. It wouldn't surprise me if it is Zach Wilson. Probably. Like these these rookie quarterbacks, like all you gotta do is just blitz, blitz, and blitz. And I think the Titans will do the same because they have a defensive minded coach. I actually need to correct correct something there. I was talking about Javante Williams. They're actually playing the Ravens. At, yeah, the Ravens. Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't even catch you said that. <laughs> yeah, I heard the Rams. Uh, but no, no, no. They're playing the Ravens. And the reason why, like I stayed away from that game. I re- like this is the first game the Broncos are playing like a legit team, not right. team from New York. And who did they play week one again? Jacksonville, maybe. Probably, I think it is. I think it was Jacksonville. So no, like, they, no, they I don't know. I can't. No, Jacksonville played Houston week one. I can't remember who Denver played. I can't. I know they've had an easy schedule. Yeah, they've, they've outscored their opponents from memory. Seventy. Yeah, Jacksonville was week two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they the haven't Giants, played yeah. like anybody good. So I'm I'm assuming the the Ravens will ramp will it's, ramp it up here on on the defensive side of the ball. It, it still could be good. The Ravens haven't really been good against running backs yet. We'll see if they get My that corrected. This should be the first yeah. week. 
Right. Yeah. You wanted and, you, you wanted to try to try to beat you. The only other thing I considered was swapping Zeke for Jonathan Taylor. It's just, it's got to happen for Taylor, right? Like he keeps getting all these goal line carries and can't get in or inside the ten carries. Who are they playing? They they're should. Playing they're the playing. Line. They're playing the Dolphins, are they not? Oh yeah, yeah. the that, Dolphins that, are that, bad against the is, run. That is all I've heard all week. Is do we panic if Jonathan Taylor? And I'm just like, you know what? I never had him this high, so mm-hmm. I want y'all to panic at this point. I'm hoping for it. <laughs> Naheem Hines is a pain in his butt, man. Well, the whole, he, the whole Colts offense right now is just disjointed. I I don't know. Yeah. I, everybody was so was so hopeful. Like, oh my God, Carson Wentz. Their offense. They're gonna have a real offense now because Philip Rivers couldn't throw the ball. Like Philip Rivers was last year's, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, what he is this year. Sorry, guys, because um, he couldn't throw the ball anymore either. Like his show, his his arm was shot. Yeah, Ben so, is looking like Breeze and Rivers from last year when you could just yeah. tell. Yeah. So I'm just like, hold on, Rivers was was a was a savvy vet. You know, he he still, he was still able to make the offense work. Now nobody spoke about how Jonathan Taylor, all of his yards came against like within the last few weeks against defenses mm-hmm. that couldn't even play defense. Yep. Everybody used that on Dave Montgomery, but didn't use it on Taylor. Yeah. It was kind of like. One thing, but, the one thing to throw out up there about Wentz is actually both, not just one of his ankles is oh, sprained, oh. but both of them are. <laughs> it, it crippled. And I did see a – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brian. I was just saying that um, his uh, – that Wentz is – both of Wentz's ankles are sprained as well. So not only is he not that great of a quarterback, but he's also exceedingly hobbled right now. So I've seen a stat. It said Taylor's gotten 100% of the Colts carries inside the five but he's 0 for 6 in scoring. So eventually he's going to get one, and it could be against Miami because their run D's – their pass D's good and their run D's not. So maybe this is the week. We'll see. We'll never, yeah. yeah. But we'll is, what is this price tag? Taylor's pretty up there. 6,300. So you can go down 200 from Zeke and then go somewhere else with it if you wanted to. So Yeah. There's an op- good, a lot of good options right there at that 6,000 range. Yeah. And nice. then you, you could go – I know you're – at salary cap, but you could adjust elsewhere and go 100, 100 up and get Carson in there. So. Yeah. I'm probably the only person that's not a real, like, Carson believer, even though... Yeah, he's he, been solid, man. He's just, yeah, he's he just solid. produces every year. It's like nobody ever wants him, but he's just Mr. Consistency. When he's, when, he's, when he's healthy, yeah. That was just, like, the big thing with me is just these Seattle running backs, they take so much of a pounding. They, they're just never healthy for the long run. We, when you think about Seattle, you think about Russell Wilson in the past, it never hits your mind like, oh man, Chris Carson's actually pretty good. But like you said, he does have some injury issues. But yeah, but that's for that's the other thing that people have to keep in mind. In DFS, you're only playing him for one week, so right, yeah, you get an in-game injury. It's, it doesn't, it does happen, but it doesn't happen exceedingly often. We're not talking about long term anyway. So you'll see here in a little bit. I'm actually playing Carson again this week. I'm, and I and yeah, I blame I, you. I traded him early in the season, so it yeah. went to the league. So I'm not a believer either, but I am right now. Let me play this lineup. Go ahead, man. It's your turn. All right. So for quarterback, <laughs> we're going with the old Taylor Haneke from Old Dominion. That's for my buddy Breck in my hometown. Um, you know, we all know Atlanta against the pass is easy, and he's been a QB one the last two weeks. So, and that is was one really? against Buffalo. Yeah, he's, QB one last week. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, it was a lot of garbage time. I mean, they were down against Buffalo early, as we know, all from taking the Bills minus seven across the board here. Yeah. So I can see Atlanta. I mean, they're bad against the pass. Hanneke can chuck it. Um, for running back, if the Eagles only give this guy three carries again, I'm going to pull my hair out. But Miles Sanders is 6,400. Guy averaged 13 yards a carry against Dallas, and they gave him three carries. Or It was the dumbest thing ever. I don't know what the Eagles game plan was Monday night. But we all know the Chiefs haven't been great against the run. So hopefully the Eagles – wake up and say, you know what, we need to feed him to keep Mahomes off the field this week. Off for running back, going to the Buffalo Bills and Zach Moss. I know that sounds disgusting. His uh, snap rate has gone up the last two games from 28 to 56, and it's going to be a positive game script. They're going to be uh, – we all they're going to be beating the Texans, right? We all think that. Oh, yeah. So I can see them him getting fed third, fourth, a lot of guard. Man, he, he should get a touchdown this week, usually when a team's – Fairbairn, seven or more, it's a good time to take the running back. He's been out snapping Singletary last two weeks. Now, week one, he was a healthy and active. I don't know what happened there. Maybe he was hurt and they just didn't tell anybody. But it seems like his carries and snaps are going up the last two weeks, and you got to like him against the Texans. Yeah, not to interrupt. My, my, I think in this scenario, that's that's a great pick because, like you said, they're likely to be ahead by quite a bit. So my, my question long-term in regards to that will be, what, what do you all think in regards to – 
Moss versus Singletary in regards to snap percentage? Because I wonder if last week had something to do with the fact that they were so far ahead. I don't know who right. really is RB1 right now. I personally don't think either are that great, especially with Josh Allen runs the ball so much. I just, you know, just following how it's been lately, you know, it could, you're right, it could burn me this week. Singletary could come out, you know, and get the rock, but it seems like Moss is their better guy right now. I think they just kind of go hot hand with those two. I don't disagree. Um, for wide receiver, you know, with another guy that's been playing more and more, and everybody was scared after the first couple weeks, and Brandon Ayuk at 5K. You know, another guy, his snaps went from 47 to 54 to 86%, and he had six targets last week and caught four of them. And we know Seattle's secondary is not good, and they're going to have to throw to keep in this game. Elijah Mitchell's doubtful again for the Niners, and they don't like Trey Sermon, apparently. We saw the fullback getting all the work against Green Bay with Newscheck. So I think we could have another IU game here with the Seattle secondary not being very good and a game that, like Brian said, with the implying point total and game total itself should be a fun game to watch points-wise. Um, next receiver, we're going to go to OBJ, 5,800. I kind of thought about him last week. He only got five catches, but, man, the Bears did not show up. Uh, Justin Fields and that whole offense. Ugh, that was Chris. Um, but yeah, this game should be a shootout too. And OBJ, you know, I had, I watched some film on Twitter about all his catches. He looked good. He was getting separation. He was looking good on the sidelines. It was Landry still out and they should have to throw in this game. The way Kirk Cousins has played, like Matt said, he's the, one of the hottest QBs in the league right now. Should be a back and forth, another fun game to watch. The next receiver, we're going to stack with Heineke. We're going to go scary Terry, Terry McLaurin at 6,900. Again, Atlanta secondary, give me the wide receiver one. He leads the NFL in seven contested catches this year. And we all know the guy's good. But how do you not take the number one? Now, Curtis Samuel is coming back this week. I'm very interested to see how he gets involved in the offense. But Scary Terry should have seven to ten targets and could easily see him getting in the end zone against the Atlanta secondary this week. Um, for tight end, I think you can just put this auto pick for me. We're going to go Travis Kels going wild here, something we never do. We do this every week. There's not more to say. Every week, I'm just going to say the same thing. He's tied in one. You're going to get 15 to 20. He's the first thing I do every week. If I if I can play him in there, I'm putting him in there. You got an advantage over almost everybody. I kind of, I mean, we are only doing the main slate, but my home league, I almost played Gronk, but then I seen he was doubtful this week, so I was like, well, now I got to put Kelsey in there. Yeah, Gronk didn't even practice today. I uh, earlier earlier on NBC Sports Edge, they were saying he'll never miss this game. Two hours, right. he, he he didn't practice for the third time this week, so. I think he. I don't know. Is my most, my most recent understanding is there's no there's no doubtful designation, but like you said, they they listed him as doubtful, so that was a unique designation to me. Right. Maybe he'll be out there as a decoy just to say he played. <laughs> exactly. No, I wouldn't do that. That was a bad he rip takes, shot. He takes a hit again. Yeah, they can't risk him for one game in the, mm. early in the season. All right, here comes your favorite guy, Maverick. Westbrook NK thirty two hundred. Tennessee Titans wide receiver. Now, this might be the chalkiest pickup of the week. Yeah, 3,200 in there. There he is. At least he has a name, right? Mm -hmm. uh, A.J. Brown, Julio both out. Jets bad. Now, the only thing scary about this is what you guys both kind of warned me last week, or at least one of you did, about playing Sutton against the Jets. Are they going to need to throw it? This could just be uh, Derrick Henry's getting the ball 45 times this week. You know, let's just get out of this game. It's a good game for Julio and A.J. Brown to miss. It's still the NFL, though. You never know. They're gonna. They're not going to not throw it at all. Somebody like him or maybe Josh Reynolds finally wakes up. I don't know what's going on with him or that Chester Rogers kid, but we'll take the guy that had a big snap percent. He played 78% of the snaps last week after A.J. Brown went out in the first quarter. So he's a very intriguing name to watch, especially for you dynasty folk, to make sure to see if he's on your waivers or something. But he's a fun little name to watch this week for sure. Maybe you can get a touchdown early. Should have four to five catches, I imagine, at least targets if he catches them. <laughs> Not, not to interrupt, but another name you might think about in this kind of game. I forget his first name, but Nichols is their backup running back, right? Yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy McNichols. Yeah, uh, he's got to be cheap. I would I wouldn't mind, you know, in a, in a as a dark shot kind of play, I wouldn't mind him. He'll probably get some play in the second. Oh, he's forty eight hundred. They're they're wow, that's more than that seems kind of high for him. <laughs> See right there, maybe Vegas already knows. Yeah, exactly. It might be some weird names scoring for the Titans this week. Yeah, tight end, Anthony Ferkser guy might come to life too this week. He could be another sneaky one. I picked him up. 
Yeah. And then for D. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Not in DFS, but in one of my dynasty leagues for just a week because I have everybody else injured. So first, yeah. they have a big game. Yeah, you get a touchdown out of them, you're happy. So exactly. defense, uh, I'm going to go Baltimore 3,400. We kind of talked a little bit before the show about, all right, Denver, let's see what you got. I know they haven't been that great against the run, but still the Ravens D. I can see them having a couple of turnovers. It's, you always think about the Ravens D. It's still going to be decent at some point. Their secondary is still good. I know they got a couple injuries. The one thing about the one thing about the um, Ravens defense this week is Bridgewater, really, really like last week against the Jets, they only had to attempt twenty five passes. I think to be competitive against the Lamar Jackson team, he's going to have to throw more than that. I have believe I actually have some faith in Bridgewater, but at the same time, he's proven in the past to be that he can have a bad game. So I think that's a pretty good pick. Right. My only other pivot off this was if you're scared to death of Westbrook Inge, and I'm sorry to that guy if I'm not saying his name right. I mentioned before if you don't want to play three Washington, but Curtis Samuel's only three K. He that could be a free play this week. And his first game back come from injury is always a little scary. But again, Atlanta secondary bad. But if you really want to go Heineke, McLaurin, and Samuel, that's a lot for one team. But that's just a name I saw for three K that you could throw on there that could be a steal this week. Yeah, and theoretically, if you didn't want to. Theoretically, if you didn't want all three Washington players with McLaurin sitting at 6,900, there's other pivots off of him, too. So, Right. My one pivot would be because we don't know who's playing quarterback in Chicago. At this point, it probably doesn't even matter. Give mm-hmm. me Detroit's defense at 22. I have, them at, I have them in a home league, actually, because I was almost out of money. Okay, I would take <laughs> Detroit, Detroit's defense here because I even look. They, they even got seven points last week off Baltimore, right? They only gave up 19 points, and they've been pretty competitive even against Green Bay in the first half. Like, they sacked Rodgers three times, and sacking him at all isn't easy. So you give me Detroit's defense at 2,200. I think they can get five sacks on Justin Fields or whoever's playing quarterback in Chicago. And with that money left over, you're looking at like a thousand, right? Yeah, um, twelve hundred actually. If you take the Ravens D out, put them in. Oh, okay. So you, I was looking yeah. at like Westbrook over at thirty two. We had thirty four, so that's twenty two. So you have twelve hundred left over. You can go from OBJ to Calvin Ridley, Thielen, CD Lamb, DG Moore. You can even go Brandon Cooks, which is six hundred, and that still leaves you another six. And that's just more to play around with. I felt bad not playing Brandon Cooks. That, that is my guy, but the Buffalo D has been really good against wide receiver ones, but he could again do what he, you know, have some garbage time points, but I was a little scared of him for once this week. Yeah. Even then, like that's what gives you like a DJ more at 66 yeah. than feeling at 68. Calvin Ridley could probably show up for once. And, and I mean, what, what are we thinking about Calvin Ridley? I mean, he, still, he still got you 19 in week two against Tampa. It was probably a lot of garbage time in there. Again, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Who are they going up against? Cleveland, I mean, it's, it's oh no, not that's no, yeah, Washington. Washington. I mean, we don't know how good Washington's defense is gonna, gonna even play because they've been underperforming, so that could be a game where it's it could be it could be a shootout. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just that's something to look at. One thing that I've seen, I've, I've watched, I've gotten a chance to watch Atlanta off and on against Tampa Bay. Matt Ryan was just constantly under siege, he, he didn't get in, any kind of help from his offensive line, and so his, his um. His um, yards per, per pass attempt are just exceedingly low compared to years past. So, I, I don't, I don't know. That's one thing I've noticed. He just last year, I think maybe with Julio, Julio around, they were able to open up a little bit more. But the offensive line simply hasn't given him time this year. That's what's weird is Ridley was good last year when Julio was out. So I don't know. You would think Kyle Bitts out there takes something away, but maybe it is Matt Ryan just slowly getting a little older too. But if if you say he was under siege and the Washington defensive line comes to life, that could be a problem. Yeah, it, it seemed like every time, like I was watching Ridley specifically, and it seemed like every time that Ryan would drop back, he, he was being pressured. So I don't know that it's been that way every game, obviously, but in that particular game, it didn't seem like the offensive line was blocking much. And he's going up against defenses that just love to blitz in Tampa and the Giants. Yeah. You yeah, Washington doesn't really blitz, right, because they have the D-line. They don't. They usually just let their D-line do the work. Yeah, they don't really. Work and play back, I believe. At least that's how they were last year. But it is a copycat league, so they might say, oh, this worked for the other teams. Let's just do what they did. And, you know, Falcons can't seem to move the ball. Brian, did you have any pivots off that one? No, I mean, like like I said, just a couple of suggestions I had there. But, but uh, no, I don't have, have anything additional for you. Like, 
like I said, you could always pivot and use Samuel and, and pivot off of uh, McLaurin because there's so many good receivers at 6,900. I, I know Lamb's at 67 off the top mm-hmm. of my head. And, you know, something like that could certainly be used if you didn't want to go all through Washington receivers. But like you said, with Samuel coming back from injury, I mean, yes, he's active, but how active is he going to be? That's that's right. He could have a, he could have a big game. But the other thing to keep in mind, it'll likes to be his first game with with Taylor Heineke. So I don't know. We'll see. That's true. Curtis Samuel is somebody like especially people coming, you know, like their first game of the season, like a quarter of the way. I, I, I stay away from most people at least like their first week. So yeah, and, and he he has history with uh, Ron Rivera too in Carolina, obviously. Yeah. So we'll see if he does that type of in the backfield type offense. Hopefully not, because just no chemistry with with Heineken. Yeah. Like no offseason because he had no like first team reps. Right. Yeah. He was hurt pretty much all summer, wasn't he? No, no, no I'm like even then, like Heine, Heineke had no oh, first team reps. Oh, because Fritz Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I see what you're saying. And and I think Gibson will play, but he's also listed as questionable right now. And he's another one. If I mean, other than one play last week, he really didn't do squat. He's he's another one that's kind of the hype train hasn't lived up to it yet. Told people somebody that saw a hundred targets isn't just going to disappear. Right. Yeah. So, All right. Well, Brian. Yeah, Brian, your turn. Well, we've talked about Odell Beckham. We talked about going up against Minnesota. So I'm basically going to tell you that my my starting quarterback is Kirk Cousins. He's sitting at 6,400. And then along with him, I, I wanted to go ahead and go with the stack. Needless to say, my stack is Justin Jefferson. And Jefferson is sitting at 7,300. 7, so I wanted to go with that. And then a lot of times when I, when I go with the stack, I like to go – I got like to go by the comeback player. And you just talked about Odell Beckham. So I, I used him as a comeback player. And as we all know, he'd set out the first two weeks, came back last week. In all honesty, I didn't know, I didn't know what to expect from him. But Donovan Peoples-Jones led the Browns with 52 snaps. He actually had 51, so he, he was right behind him. So, obviously, he's fully healthy. And then, yeah, that was a game they didn't need him either. Yeah, and he had seven targets last week in, in, in his first week back, five catches, 77 yards. But he was really solid. I'm, I'll be honest. As a player, like if I'm Odell Beckham's going to be the last player I'll get a jersey for. So, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm not he's not I'm not a fan favorite or anything necessarily. But that being said, he, he looked that good. So if I'm going to put him in my lineup, then he, he's got to be pretty much ready. So, I uh, being a Steelers fan, it's hard hard to put a brown in your lineup. But that's that's life itself sometimes. At at my, at my two running backs. I've, I've already mentioned one of them, so it's I've already cheated a little bit. Chris Carson sitting at 6,300. And opposite of him, I went with DeAndre Swift at 6,200. Um, Swift last week, I, I forget the total number of touches, but he was just unstoppable. He is underpriced, I think. 14, he's like the he's like PPR back number three on the year, and he's still only sixty two hundred. I don't know why they're not raising his price. Yeah, I was about to say he's either people or four. Yeah, the reason why he was cheap was because he only gave you eleven points week two against Green Bay. So they would they raised his price and then they brought it back down. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. Now he is listed at Dow as as also questionable, but he's one of those guys that I'm pretty sure he's going to play. So I feel pretty confident with him. At uh, I'll go ahead and give a couple of unusual plays. I'll I'll skip a turn and kind of put my last few players in. So my tight end this week. Is Pat Fryermuth, and I like it. a lot of people are probably like, "Who?" I I, I get that. He, he's sitting at thirty one hundred, and I know Ben Roethlisberger has played awful, but over over, over the last two games, he's had ninety eight pass attempts, and his average depth his average depth of, of attempts his average yards per attempt is five point six or five point seven. So somebody's got to catch those short passes. Green Bay gives up the third most fantasy points to tight ends. So you add all that together, you give me a price of 3100 I only need maybe eight points to help my lineup. So yeah. 3100 sets, 30, 30, sets up a lot of a lot of excess somewhere else. And if any, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, if anybody's worried about Eric Ebron, they pretty much cut him out of the offense at this point. I'm a little bit surprised in some ways because Ebron was pretty good last year. But things happen. I don't know. He, he, he kind of uh, – Give somebody a bad taste for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know why. 
So that's my that's my first money saver. And my second money saver is the Cowboys defense. They're they're sitting at twenty six hundred. And on the year on the year they they've been averaging scoring nine point four fantasy points here on DraftKings. And you know, Christian McCaffrey's out this week. So the onus is gonna go on Darnold. And Darnold's played exceedingly well this year. I mean, he's averaging 296 passing yards a game. He's rushed for three touchdowns, passed for three more. So he's been really good. But that being said, Sam Darnold, there's still probably just a little bit of Sam Darnold. The old Sam Darnold's still in him. And like <laughs> Dallas, has, Dallas has played really well. I, I didn't expect him. You know, they did not play well against Tampa Bay, but I really didn't expect him to hold the Chargers to only 16 points. So that was a really good game for them. And they manhandled the Eagles. So I'm, I'm kind of liking the Cowboys there at 2,600. And the last couple of players I've got, we've already we've already briefly mentioned Calvin Ridley. Even though I, I mentioned he struggled with Matt Ryan, I'm willing to give him a shot this week. He's sitting at 6,900. And being early in the season, this is, this is one thing that people that set their own projections, defensive points against and all that. So prior to this week, I used last year's results. I use the 2020 results for weeks one through three of the DraftKings lineup. What I'm what I'm concerned about is have we developed enough trends at this point in time through three games? Still iffy. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's still early. But so I don't know. Part of me thought, well, maybe I should stay with the 2020 stats, but at the same time, I didn't I didn't want to be drab and and, and continue to use 2020 forever. So we're on to 2021 now. So we'll see. So I like Ridley at 6900, and my. Uh, my last play, I know that I have mentioned him before, got burned before. Robert Woods is still sitting at 5,300. And I think eventually, I, think, I don't think he's had a, a decrease in talent. Um, one thing about his opportunity, it went from, from last year to this year, from 2020 to the first year games of 2021, he's gone from eight targets a game all the way down to six. So I'm thinking at some point in time, he, he, gets, he gets his workload back. So I, I, I'm going to take him again, even though he burned me last week. So that's kind of where I'm sitting. Y'all it was, pivots or it was it was funny though. I was surprised. I don't know if it's quite a pivot, maybe from Chris Carson or something. But I was shocked none of us played Chuba Hubbard at sitting at 5,900. As good as I mean, the three carries the Eagles ran last week, but he's going to be the guy in the offense, right? And he's underpriced because you know they do their stuff before or whatever. And I was like, wow, none of us put him in there. I thought it's, some, thought it's like it. a free I, square almost this week. I looked but, at it. I thought about it. But you said it's – what is he sitting at, 5,700 or something? 50, 59. 59. That's not as much as a free play as everybody – as we would like to think. I mean – Right. Or you can get swift, so. That's the same. The, the only pivot I had was maybe switching from swift down, and I don't even like taking swift out to him. But then you could go from Pat Farthermuth to Dalton Schultz at 3,400. And Schultz seems like a big, big part of the Cowboys' offense right now. I did see that. Um, I, in actual, actuality, I almost did it. But like I said, the one thing we don't know at this point in time is how correct our stats are, defensive points against. But the Cowboys have actually defended the tight end position. Besides, besides, besides um, Gronk, they, the last two games have actually defended the tight end position pretty well. So. Yeah, and Blake Jarwin's still there, so you always got that factor. But the Cowboys should have to pass a little more. Like, I know Amari Cooper's been disappointed the last two weeks. I kind of thought about him, too. He's down to, like, 6K. He could blow up for you at 6K easily, you know. he He's that type of Mike Evans-type receiver that can go from 5 to 40. Yeah, that's the worst thing. I said the Cowboys a minute ago. I meant to say the Panthers' defense has been pretty good against tight ends and in general, but once again – it's so early in the season. Is that a trend or just like a couple of off? You, you don't know. So that's kind of my kind of my concern with this week. Um, anybody anybody liked uh, anybody like Devonte Smith at fifty seven hundred? I feel I like that that, thinking, could, that could happen I'm, this I'm week. I'm thinking about it because my pivot was going to be. Um, I know you were talking about Dallas defense, but you know there, there was some ref ball against the Chargers, and last week it is the Eagles. Um, I, I don't know if that's really that impressive. That team is kind of lost at the moment. I don't know if they know what they're doing just yet. Um, Jalen Hurts, he's the quarterback. He's he's fine. 
I just don't think that offense as a whole isn't like where like you know like that scary. Yeah. Like yet. And like they let Micah Parsons, who's a linebacker, play defensive end, and he he was pretty solid for a super undersized defensive end last week. So I'm not sure if I'm like that impressed about the Cowboys defense just said against an Eagles team that I had as one of the worst teams in the NFC. So I would still go back and pivot from Cowboys defense to the Lions because they're even more lost of a franchise right now than than any of them. <laughs> so I'll go back to, to play the Lions. And instead of Bobby Trees, because like I said, I do think when Stafford has his number one guy, he locks onto that guy and it's Cooper Cup right now. So instead of Cup, I would go with Devontae Smith since the Eagles are going to have to score. Yeah. To even, you know, he's had a lot of targets. Smith's had a lot of targets too that have just missed or like he fell down on that pick six on Monday night. Yeah. Smith fell down on that out route and then I think Diggs took it to the house. Yeah. So, so I, they're I, trying I, to get him involved. I think Devontae Smith, he, the targets are there. I'm, yeah. I think I thought he had 13 targets. Did I see that right? But the no, Chiefs are better against the pass than the rush. That's that's the only thing. Yeah, but like you're still gonna have to throw the ball to even stay in the game. Right. And I think I, I think him being the number one, I th- I still think he gets the targets. Even then, you do have Cortland Sutton, who is I mean, he didn't perform last week because it is the Jets. You didn't have to throw the ball. Um there is Colt Beasley, but they're playing the Texans. They probably don't even have to throw the ball that much. He's one with thirteen targets in two out of three games, which is a lot. Uh, the- you can Good. I was just gonna say the last receiver I throw out there, like for the cash games, like Brian talks about, nobody is gonna play Allen Robinson this week. And if there's an Allen Robinson game against Detroit, I think he's he's fifty something hundred. I've never seen him that low. I think it's fifty nine, fifty eight, fifty seven. He's fifty. But in a cash game, that's one you could steal off somebody because nobody's gonna play him this week after last week. And he could very well have eight catches. Wouldn't be surprised. He can give you eight catches for thirty yards. Right. The one thing you're hoping is that the Lions don't. <laughs> just manhandle the offensive line because that was the other thing that happened last yeah. week that poor fields was actually always running away from pressure or on his back one or the other so they got to do a little bit better to give him a chance but i actually don't don't mind that play at all if, honestly if, if, a lot of people are on this guy for the drops last week marquise brown could be a very good bounce back Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the the targets are literally there. He just he dropped three of them. He should have had, had a big game last week for sure. Yeah, and he's had big games the first two weeks. And but, it is against Denver. I don't know if they're gonna let you. I don't know if they're gonna let Lamar run loose because they got like Von Miller and an elite front seven. So if you're if you're gonna have to sit there and pass the ball, I don't know how you he still doesn't get the targets. He has twenty three targets in three games. Speaking of Baltimore, we have another guy coming back. We got rookie Rashard Bateman playing this week, too. Could be another one. Keep an eye out. He might be. I mean, he was good in the Big Ten. But that's another one. If, you want, if you're want, if you out of money and need a dart, though, if you want to throw another dart out there instead of Curtis Samuel, Rashard yep. Bateman was very good in college. I mean, and he had first-round draft capital, right? Wasn't the end of the first round? Yeah, let, let me interrupt with that, though. Um, I'm not sure. Unless it ha- happened this afternoon after 4 or 5 o'clock, Bateman has act- actually just been – what they call designated to return. So okay. It, it opened up a 21 day window where he, where, where he's got a, th- he's got a three week practice window and he's not guaranteed unless, unless I've, unless that news has changed in the last couple of hours, he's, he's not been guaranteed. That he's actually going to be active. He's, okay. he's just designated to return. Oh, okay, so he, could, he, he could be activated at any point in time, but not necessarily this week unless it's changed. That's one to look at Sunday morning then for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, if not for Robert Woods, you still have Calvin Ridley at 7,000. So you do have 400 with me pivoting from Cowboys to Detroit. You can go – you can dart throw on a Seattle receiver mm-hmm. and lock it or Metcalf. No idea who's going to have a great game here. C.D. Lamb's at – he's cheaper at 67. I mean, he didn't do anything last week. Mm-hmm. Um, he had half his points on one catch. You still got McLaurin at 69, who's probably a better play than Ridley, in my opinion. Um, you can you can probably go cheaper from Robert Woods and the defense, and you can take Stephon Diggs at seventy six. Interesting. So, I mean, I don't know. There's yeah. as long as Buffalo doesn't just. I mean, even even a half though. I guess you can get enough from Diggs. Um, because they might not be needing to pass in the third and fourth quarter. Diggs is due yeah. for a big game too. He hasn't really had one. Oh yeah, no. His first three weeks has been bad this year, or you know, me- mediocre compared to previous years. 
You ready for some spreads pick, Matt? Besides, I know you got to think about other games. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to give a couple more a quick pivot picks. Just to okay. Check. I'm just going to throw them out there. Uh, Russell Wilson at seven thousand. I think I think's a pretty decent opportunity. Um, then at running back, I uh, actually he did rather well last last week at forty nine hundred. Ceh is still at fifty four hundred. I think he's he's a value play still. He was part of my big lineup last week. He was a steal. He fumbled earlier in the game, and I'm like, oh no! And then he ended up with hundred yards. So that was in the second half, right? Because I was watching the first half, but I'm like, typical, nothing. Right? Yeah. And then in the second half, I'm like, wait, where did this come from? Right. <laughs> it was ecstatic for sure. And there's a couple other a couple other backfields out there that you need to pay attention to. Like we talked about just a little bit ago, Mel, Melvin Gordon. He's you know he's questionable. We don't know where that's going, but you know, vote depending upon where that goes, that could be an opportunity for Javante Williams. And I don't, I don't mind Gordon himself at fifty six hundred if if he's guaranteed to play. Right. And then the other one that's kind of interesting to me right now is Daryl Henderson. Um, he's he's listed as questionable. He's he playing. Um, I don't know. I don't know where that's going. He has he has practiced this week in a limited capacity. Who said he was playing? Uh, so I'll be kind of curious. His price tag is only fifty six hundred, and Michelle's right below him. If Michelle gets all, all the work at fifty two hundred, I think I think that could be something to look at. To be honest, I think McVeigh came out today and said Henderson's good to go. Yeah, I think I, I thought that. I, I think saw I heard that, that somewhere. So I think at fifty six hundred, he could be a value play. To be honest, for sure, and that game's going to have a lot of points. And then, kind of last but not least, I've got uh, I've got Emmanuel Sanders written down here, kind of like the Diggs play. He's sitting at forty nine hundred. He, he had, uh, I believe it was last week. He had the two touchdowns. So. That that was a big him and Ch were my good my low hits on that roster last week. So and we y'all already talked about the Lions defense. The only other defense I'm kind of a little bit on is the Colts at twenty seven hundred. They're they're playing the Dolphins. The Dolphins played pretty well last week. Brissett, some of Brissett's passes were just really off mark. So it wouldn't surprise me. You get a turnover here or there. Cole's playing twenty seven hundred. I think that's. I think that could be a value play too. So that's pretty much all I had. If y'all are ready for spread picks, yeah. yeah. What you got for us, Mav? All right. Uh, let me uh, let me move this so you y'all don't see my picks. All right. Actually, it shows right here. Man, it's crazy. It shows. Um, I wanted to clear it. Can I clear this? I can. All right. So now let's move this back here. Move this here. There we go. All right. So the game, I, I'm telling everybody to stay away from. Even knowing me, I would pick it anyway. Do not bet on Patriots Bucks. <laughs> do not, do not, do not. Now, that is my upset special of the week. Right, that that would be my pick. I would pick the Patriots over the Bucks as an upset special. If I'm putting money on that game, I will not <laughs> put money on that game. But I'm letting you know right now, if the Patriots win, I will be under every tweet of people saying, oh, "Yeah, it's gonna just be an easy blowout." You're gonna be dancing on the podcast next mm-hmm. week. You're, you're still gonna yep. be celebrating. <laughs> yep. All I all I saw all week gonna be a blowout Brady, the bucks are gonna win by 30 i'm just like have y'all even watched any of the patriots games do you even know why they're struggling <laughs> do you even know if they're bad or good do you even know what's happening be able to see the final score yeah all they see is a score and then mac jones didn't throw for 300 yards like oh, man they need brady that's all <laughs> i saw now um my first game the last time this team played a team with no receivers they beat them. The Jets beat the Browns last year when they had no receivers. They're going to do it again this week against the Titans. They get their first win of the season right Ooh, here. Okay. There we go. Starting off hot. Um, I think this is too many points for a team that's currently struggling after losing the Super Bowl. It's not surprising to see a team struggle after losing the Super Bowl. I have the Eagles. They cover minus seven against the Chiefs. If they win, it will be by seven, which means the underdog wins. I mean, um, the underdog, you know, you get the money off them. I think seven is too much. For all we know, they could win by three. Mahomes is currently throwing too many interceptions with these uh, amazing throws that he usually has. Um, Stafford has just been way too good. Um, 
I've been wrong about Stafford. I'll gladly admit that I was wrong. He's just way too good right now. I'm going to give me the Rams at four and a half. Um, Cardinals, uh, even though it's against Jacksonville, they did get very lucky to, to beat them last week. That should have been an easy win. Easy wins in Arizona just, just aren't easy. If this is the week for Denver to finally lose a game, for them to be exactly what I thought they were, it's going to be this week against Baltimore, like an actual team with a, with a win, like an actual good team. Give me Baltimore <laughs> at minus one. The Ravens should win. If the if Denver loses, I will de- gladly tweet out that I was definitely wrong about this Denver team, and they are they are for real. But in the meantime, I I think they're just they're still pretenders. I do not believe in Bridgewater, never have, and I'll be a believer if they win this game. <laughs> um, battle of the teams in the West Coast. Where is this? This is Monday. Give me the Raiders. Raiders four and huh? All right. Yeah, I think I, like I, I, I think we're gonna see more Raiders fans in LA than Chargers fans. Um, this is usually the case. Yeah, or and anybody who plays the Chargers. <laughs> I'm a believer in the Raiders defense. I love what they're doing on that side of the ball. Uh, Carr is playing up to I forgot what year it was when they were the two seed, and then Carr got hurt. The, yeah. That that was like the year I think he probably would have won MVP if he didn't get hurt, mm-hmm. but. He's looking he's looking up to form. Hunter Renfro is playing well. Waller is being Waller. The running game is whatever the running game is, because I don't even know who's running the ball anymore. Peyton um, Barber had 100 yards last week. Right, well, what? that's who it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like – and I, I tell everybody, do not touch Kenyon Drake. Right. Because I, I, I already knew like something mm-hmm. that would happen. It's just like – it's a dart throw. And I don't mm-hmm. like dart throws when it comes to fantasy. Give me something that's like, okay, so you know he's getting the ball. Nobody knew Peyton Barber was getting the ball. I didn't. He did but, against Pittsburgh, but they didn't even really try to run against us, honestly. Yeah. So. So um, but I like what, what the Raiders are doing. Uh, they're usually a very good first half of the season team um, because they lack depth to survive the second half of the season. But first half uh-huh. of the season, like great it. defense. Max Crosby's been elite so far. I don't know. Give me the Chargers plus three and a half. I like it. Well, we have one the same, so I'll start with that one. I'm with you on the Eagles, man. Chiefs just don't cover. Every game's close. Mm-hmm. The uh, the last eleven regular season games, they're one in ten against the spread. They, it's just always close. This is how it is. But Mahomes usually pulls it, you know, out. This year he's not pulling it out. And they're losing. So I'm with you on the Eagles. What's funny is I almost had the Rams, and I'm not switching to the Cardinals. But a stat scared me away. So I seen this stat. This is crazy, right? So since '03, when two undefeated division opponents uh, play, the underdog is 24, 12, and two. I just can't take the Cardinals. Not as high as the Rams are, but that would be a fun game. I would take the Rams if I did pick it with you. So I agree with you, but I didn't make it a pick. Um, So two more underdogs. I'm taking, just like I did last, I'm taking the Vikings getting points at home again. Like you said earlier, they could, we've all said they could have won every game. They're playing the Browns somewhere. I don't know what time. Oh, there we go. Yeah, get, giving them getting points at home. It should be a back and forth game. You talked about how hot Kirk Cousins again. Derek Carr's probably the only QB that's been hotter than him. So give me the Vikings getting two at home again. They just seem to not get any love from the Vegas lines. And then another underdog, give me the Colts plus two against Miami. I think the Colts finally get a win here. Brissett didn't really look that great last week. Now there's that revenge game factor. Brissett first game against the Colts, but I'm not worried about Jacoby Brissett. I think the, Col- or the Colts get it figured out with Jonathan Taylor, run the ball well, Naheem Hines. Fins don't win this game. And then two favorites, uh, Saints minus seven, seven and a half. What's it, seven? That defense is good. Danny Dimes is going to turn over the ball. And, well, they're not playing New Orleans yet, right? The Hurricane, I don't know if that game's – are they back home yet? I actually don't know. Great question. Um, it, it don't matter to me. The Giants aren't going to have Sterling Shepard. They're not going to have Darius Slayton. They're both out. They're going to stack the box for Saquon. And we'll see if Kenny Galladay can step it up this week. But I like the Saints to cover at home. And then I'm taking the 49ers minus three against Seattle. I think the Seahawks are going to be one and three after this week. It's down to two and a half. Okay, we're down three. But yeah, I like the Niners favorite at home. I think they are the better complete team. Seattle just has a better quarterback. So I'll go with the Niners this week. That's my five picks. One, uh, one thing I want to mention before I mention my picks, we were just talking about the Giants game and the targets going to Galladay. I'd like people to keep in mind that Evan Ingram is sitting pretty, pretty low in regards to pricing right now. 
He came back last week, didn't do a lot, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a pretty decent <laughs> price tag. I'm so tired of that guy. He should be I good. Would, okay, that is somebody I would never touch. If I ever touch him in any of these videos, I'm probably <laughs> desperate. <laughs> would never touch him. I, I traded him away in my one dynasty league, and I did, about did a backflip when they accepted. I would never, so. I would never draft him. <laughs> what What is this price tag? Can y'all can y'all see that? Uh, it was even? cheap. I heard somebody talking about him on Twitter too with the it's injuries. 3, yeah, that's. I mean, there, there's never pivot off your Pat Further move if somebody don't want to play him. So, well, exactly. I, you know, stay on Pat. I, I agree. <laughs> in, in some ways, Ingram doesn't have to do anything but fumble. But it, even that being said, he had 63 catches last year. So somehow, somehow, exactly. <laughs> and somebody's got to catch the ball. I'm not sure how many passes Daniel Jones is complete, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Ingram has a decent game at at a three thousand dollar price tag. Oh my god, they have a Brady bet. They have they have prop bets and they have Brady bets. It's done. You know, off this website. Uh, the game is in New Orleans, by the way. I did look from okay. what I what I can see anyway. So out of all the prop bets, they have a section for Brady bets. Which, of course they do. Just done with Why the website. Not? What you got for us, Brian? So in regards to my spread picks, mine are actually more similar to Luke's than Mavs this week. That's just the way things. Yeah, that's crazy. Are we all, all on the Eagles? Vikings plus two versus Vikings. the Browns. So we agree there. I got the Cowboys minus four and a half versus the Panthers. Cowboys look really, I mean, like you said, it's a bad Eagles team. But at the same time, the Cowboys have looked so much better this year than last. It's been a huge turnaround. I got the Saints again, minus seven versus the Giants. And this is a huge spread. I really don't typically like to touch. Oh, no. Do it anyway. Oh, Buffalo. Bill, you got to do it, huh? <laughs> yeah. can, can the Texans really score more than 10? I'm sure the Bills can score 28. So, uh, I, I, hate, I hate to pick that game, but it just seems so one-sided. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, here's a contrarian pick from both of y'all. I picked up the Cardinals plus the points at the Rams. Just felt like that was the better play. I, I think I think in all honesty the Rams win the game, but I don't I don't think they're four points better than four points better than the Cardinals. I just don't. You know what's funny about Buffalo is when Josh Allen was a rookie, they were like a seventeen to fifteen point underdog against the Vikings, and they won. Now, how funny it would it be if that happened against Josh Allen? But I don't think it's going to happen. If they had Tyrod Taylor, I give him a shot. Not with Davis Mills though. Yeah, that's true. I was I was close to taking Minnesota. I just think. Two points because I do think the Browns can pull off the win, and and if they do, it's 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 by at least three. That's gonna be a fun game. So, I mean, that'll be the one that I'm watching because I gotta watch something until eight o'clock. I'm glad nobody picked the Packers. That makes me think people still believe in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, my, my <laughs> last game I've got is a Monday night special. I'm taking the Chargers my, minus the points in this one. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, so do you, do you have six for us? Yeah, six. I, I yeah. did. I'm gonna have. Since we went, since we got a, in a trend last week of six, I said, "Well, why not? We're gonna have fun with this. We're roll." You know what? If you're gonna go six, give me New England uh, plus seven. Give right, me New England if we're gonna go six. Uh, okay. If we're gonna go six, I'll, I'm gonna take probably one of the grossest games of the week. Give me the Atlanta Falcons. It's funny because I talked about Haneke, right? But I think it's gonna be a shootout. Give me the Falcons getting a point at home. Now, there's a game that if you were putting real money on, you probably got a problem, but, you know. <laughs> but that's it. That'll be six, then, if we want to round it up. That, that is one thing. I mean, I, I love everybody's betting style, but I try not to – like, if there's two losing teams record-wise and and they're really traditionally what you expect to be losing teams, I try not to bet either one of them. you got to prove something on the field for all bets. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, <clears throat> guys. If y'all are ready, we'll go ahead and give our give our Twitter handles and and sign off here. Yes. Uh, there we go. Name is Mav. Uh, I'm gonna be very nervous and probably not on Twitter that much until I probably definitely won't even be on Twitter at all on Sunday. I'm just just gonna chill, wait till the game's over, and then I'll tweet. <laughs> but yeah, you can catch me on on Twitter talking about the Yankees. We're in a playoff push and New England football and some fantasy football while I'm doing this on Fridays. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at Lucas Depow. Like I said, we're going to be celebrating. We're not, we're not even hoping. We're going to be celebrating after we win and beat Aaron Rodgers this week. TJ Watts back. We're coming to Lambeau. 
it's funny he's never played us since they played him in the Super Bowl in 2010. He's been hurt the last two matchups. Um, but yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Lucas D Pal Pittsburgh Blue Jackets Hockey. If you have any questions or anything, you can DM me. Last but not least, you can find me at Vandergrad92 on Twitter. Like I said, I'm lucky enough to do the Friday night podcast with these two gentlemen, but I have a lot of other work that's out there, so please check it all out. I'm, I'm on five websites. I do, sun, do, do two live broadcasts on Sunday, write about five articles a week, so please check it all out. And most importantly, I just wanted you all to thank, thank you for um, tuning in again. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. We'll see you right here again next Friday night at 8 o'clock. See you guys. Oh, guys. <laughs>